Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Alternate route, there's a crash in both lanes, and it's going to affect about three lanes of traffic. It will be cleared up in a few hours, and it's creating delays that are about five minutes. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Trax Power Sports Rentals. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Coming up in just a minute, we'll uh, link back up with. Mike Navadomskis, old Navi, has some fish bites for us this morning. He was a little under the weather last week and didn't get a chance to go out with uh, what was supposed to be sort of a leftover from his float tube class. Uh, But we'll nonetheless get a report from uh, at least his students on how things went out there. I do want to remind you, before I bring Roger Eggett into the conversation, I got a note this morning, and again, we're recording this segment on uh, Friday, as we usually do for air, uh, for your enjoyment here on a Saturday morning. I got a late email uh, to wrap up the week from Park City. Now, we know that Solitude uh, opened up uh, on Thursday. They moved their date up one day. Brighton opened up on Friday. A note from uh, Park City. They were scheduled to open on November 18th. They've actually bumped it up a couple of days, and they're pretty excited. They'll get uh, lifts running on Wednesday of next week. Uh, the 16th. So uh, all around great news for skiers. Great news for all of us really here in the state of Utah to get an early start. I think Matt Johnson told us on Utah's Morning News uh, a couple of days ago that we were 400% of normal for either snowpack or for water content. But either way, it's good news. Uh, But not to get too excited because it's uh, pretty easy to get ahead (laughs) when the expectations are low early in the season. It'll be nice to say we're uh, at least 150% of normal come February or March, and fingers crossed that's what will happen. I'm sure there's some new snow up in the uh, Christmas Meadows area. Roger Eggett is, or has been most of the morning, stuck in traffic on his way to the cabins this morning. People may not know, but when he's not busy doing 15 other things, he's actually a long-haul uh, trucker and <laughs> has what snowmobiles and uh finished rock for the fireplace what else is on board i ought to just be a professional truck driver tim good morning but uh, yeah i've been stuck in traffic i've got a load of snowmobiles with me i've got all the rock for the fireplace for the family reunion cabin and i've been stuck there's been an accident on i-80 and i've been sitting there for an hour yeah but, uh 
I got to play some Sudoku while I got there. <laughs> well, and I just want to re- oops, I want to remind everybody my microphone keeps falling that uh, we're recording on Friday. So when he tells you that the road was closed around Echo, uh, that doesn't mean you can't head that direction this morning if you're listening on Saturday. Um, I'm going to guess it's been cold up at, in uh, the, uh, the the cabins the last couple of days. No. Yeah, it's been in single digits at night, and, you know, it gets into balmy 20s in the daytime, but uh, winter's coming, and we've got snow, and we started selling Christmas tree tags yesterday. Lots of people came on Thursday to buy tree tags, but uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. The sun's out. There's a little bit of snow. Come cut your tree down. It is such an awesome thing to do, and what a fun tradition. I think Matt Johnson called it a cosmetic sunshine, meaning that it looks good, but it, it's not really helping at all. Um, we uh, are still going to have a beautiful weekend, and the warmest day of the day, uh, today, Saturday, if you're listening to this uh, program, will be uh, 43 for a high. Going to be cold for football tonight, though. The Utes kick off at 8 o'clock or 8.15 or something, and so if you're headed to uh, the football game up on the hill at Rice Eccles, make sure you dress warm. Um, you said you had a lot of people already up for uh, Christmas tree permits. Let's walk through that. Uh, you were a little concerned because you're getting a few uh, a few permits fewer than you get most years. Right. I don't know why the Forest Service did it this way this year, but they limited uh, quite a bit the number of tree tags we get, and I don't know... I, I think there's still as many trees in the forest as there were last year, but they limited us to, I think we'll get about 700 tags, and we usually sell well over 1,000. So some people are going to be disappointed, but get here early. We probably will sell out on on Thanksgiving weekend. So I think if you come up by Thanksgiving weekend, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday after Thanksgiving, you should still be able to get a tag and cut down a tree that is 20 bucks beautiful right now 20 bucks and it's so much fun and you know it is cold but guess what they think they have these things called coats and gloves (laughs) wear your coats gloves and boots and you'll be just fine yeah let me just uh, repeat what navidomskis loves to say uh no such thing as bad weather just bad clothes so as long as you've got good clothes uh, you'll be just fine. Can we walk for just a second? I don't know that we've done this, or if we have in the past, it's been a while. Once they get their permit, what's the process to pick out a tree? Is it designated to be a certain distance off the road? Are there any uh, requirements or restrictions as far as the size of the tree? How does it work? Well, there are a few restrictions. And so you buy the tag at the Bear River Lodge at the little store there and head into the forest. You have to be so many feet off the highway. They don't want you cutting down right next to a road. And you have to be so many feet from a campground, a designated camp spot. They don't want you to go into the campground and cut down all the trees. And you have to cut it right close to the ground. They don't want you to leave a big stump or cut the tree off four or five feet up. you got to be within four inches of the ground. And then I think the limit this year, I haven't read, but generally it's about 12 to 16 feet tall you can get a tree. So it's it's awesome, you know, for 20 bucks. And the fun thing is the trees never look the same when you get them in your living room. Out in the forest, it looks beautiful. When you get home, you go, oh, I didn't realize <laughs> I'm missing some branches over here. But. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's your tree and you worked hard to yeah. go get it. And there are memories that that's go along right. with it. That's the, that's the best part. All right, I said a minute ago, no such thing as uh, bad weather, just bad clothes. One of the great things about coming up to Bear River Lodge in the wintertime and uh, renting snowmobiles is if they don't happen to have good clothes, you provide all of that along with the machines, too. Right. We have all the gear. And to those people who don't have snowmobile experience, you know what? I need to, You just reminded me of something. 
Jamie implemented the first ever woman's snowmobile ride day. It's January, I think, 24th, 25th, something like that. Get on our website, call the line, find out about it. She's doing a woman's ride, and it's half off for all the women who want to go riding that day. She's going to take them out and go snowmobiling. And I love that. Yes, so she did even an overnighter. So she's rented a, she's reserved a bunch of cabins. You pay one fee. It includes your cabin stay, your snowmobile, all your gear, your gas, your oil, dinner that night, breakfast that morning, a lunch for the ride. So one price covers it all. It's going to be awesome. And so if the if you want to get your wife or your girlfriend or your mother or your daughter an awesome Christmas gift, sign them up for the woman's ride. Is that a weekend? I don't have a calendar in front of me. Is that a weekend? Uh, I don't have a calendar, nor do I even have the right dates, but I'm sure it's somewhere. I think it's a Thursday. I think they stay Thursday night and ride on Friday. Okay. All right. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Call this number, 801-798-1008. 798-1008 is our reservations line. They can tell you all about it. But uh, it's going to be awesome. She's going to take out a bunch of women. A lot of women have already signed up for it, and it's going to be fun. Go out and Regardless of your skill level, we'll have the sled for you. If you want a big sled, a little sled, if you're experienced or non-experienced, she's going to go out and just take them out and have an awesome time. How far away are you from being able to get machines out there? We could send them out today. Really? But we'll, you know, each storm. Yeah, so the North Slope Road has 18 inches of snow on it. You can't go down the Mir Lake Highway yet because it's still clear for the next, for the first couple miles from the lodge. But they have... They're no longer plowing, so don't anyone think you've come up over from Camas. It is snow-packed up by Mirror Lake and Bald Mountain. You cannot make it over. The gates are still open, so you can drive into the forest to cut down your tree or whatever. Or you could even haul snowmobiles up to the snow line. But right at, uh, across the street from us is the North Slope Road, and there is a, there are about 18 inches of snow on the road, and we could send sleds up there. We haven't yet, but if someone came in and said, hey, I want to take a snowmobile up, would send it out for nice. them. Okay. So. How close are you with the uh, reunion cabin? The reunion cabin, the family reunion cabin, will be done in about three weeks. We are putting carpet in. They're coming in on Sunday, and they're going to start installing on Monday. So it is painted. Uh, the, the huge elk chandelier is hung. I'm going to actually post a picture of that today. But uh, it'll be done in about three weeks. So people need to reserve for the family reunion cabin. It's already booked over Christmas. But uh, lots of openings in January, February, all the way through next summer. So it's fun. Um, it, let's see. Is it the Defender you're waiting on? You said you had quite a few back orders that are still coming. <laughs> uh, 20 of the Defenders. Oh, my gosh. With, that are enclosed with heaters. We're waiting for them. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, supply, na- uh, supply chain issues continue to plague many businesses. All right. Uh, tell them where to find you online. Go to BearRiverLodge.com and sign up for that woman's ride. It's going to be fun. And get your Christmas tree permits up there before they're gone at uh, at Bear River Lodge, the cabins at Bear River Lodge. Buddy, thank you so much. Have a good weekend and uh, good luck. I hope you have somebody else helping you unload all of that stuff. I do, and don't you freeze at the game. Be warm. <laughs> yeah, well, at least I get to sit inside. I am the envy <laughs> of 50,000 other people up there. <laughs> Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Papa was a fisherman. Papa was a fisherman. What was that? Oh, yeah. Like you got hit bad lungs or something. <laughs> now you can really let it out right here. All three of us on that one. I'm just going to be honest here. Uh, leading into uh, this segment, all of us said, I'm not sure what we're talking about today when it comes to, when it comes to fishing. Stop being honest. Tim. First of all, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Navi, that you were a little under the weather last week. The last thing you would do is leave any of your students hanging. I know that. Yeah. So you- Yeah, yeah. I had a reaction to a shingle shot, and it took it took the better part of me. Yeah. But, um, uh, but look, you, you did get a report from them anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So fishing's good, okay. Um, let me let me tell you right now that Andy Adams is closed for the season. Something we learned about this week that nobody announced any, and they closed the gate. Um, I can't be specific, but rumor is there was a bacteria issue that they had to close it. Mm. Um, you know, it got really hot there this summer. It's it's just part of who we are now with our climate. Yeah. But let me just tell people that just because the ground is white doesn't mean the fish aren't biting. This is the best time of year to be fishing, and it hasn't stopped. Fishing is still red hot everywhere. Don't be afraid of the snow. You have to consider getting in and out of where you're headed. But as long as the lakes aren't frozen and the rivers aren't going to freeze, fishing is just really, really good. Now, we have one more trip left uh, in our float tube class, and I am very worried we're going to get frozen out. I picked a, a lake more southern because of the season we're going, we're going around Thanksgiving. And uh, I don't want, you know, up here they'll be freezing. But they're usually not frozen. At least it hasn't been the case in the last five, six years. Nothing's frozen up here at Thanksgiving. Um, but I did choose a southern, more southern lake because I didn't want to be froze out. But I got to tell you, Tim, that this is the winter we used to have. It's snowing and it's much colder now. We could be frozen out. And I'm really worried because we can't. Take a chainsaw to the ice and try to float tube. Yeah. Um, but the fishing, I want to say this to everybody who's listening, that just because it's snowing does not make the fishing bad. In, in fact, if everybody asks me what's my favorite river, I always say the river I've yet to fish. But when people ask me what season's my favorite, and actually the dead of winter is my favorite time because it's acoustically dead. It's got a quiet that just really enhances the experience because I've always wondered what it would feel like to be the fish, to be under the water, you know, and I just think it would be like when it's snowing on us. Let me tell you one of my favorite days. Uh, Actually, I've been with you. You're a part of my favorite day. Uh, yeah. Fishing and my worst day. Ah. <laughs> I, know I know what you're going to say. Russ knows the worst yeah, day, yeah. and and it wasn't because of the fishing necessarily, but it was frigidly cold, and we were up bad, on we yeah. were up on the Madison. That's right. But in that same neighborhood, uh, the video that I shot with you, where we were sitting just inside the park as the yeah. park was about oh. to close, oh. and as you said, it's just this silence, and when the snow is falling. It dampens like you're in a soundproof room. Right. And there was a, a fly fisherman who was out in front of us, and the steam was rolling off. And I think he might even have had a, a pipe in his he mouth. He did. He had a pipe. That, uh, by the way, that was Yellowstone Park. We yeah. say the park. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there, there is my favorite and my least favorite. <laughs> days. Was that on the Madison also? Right. That was right. in the park on the Madison. Yeah. But that's yeah. why I can picture right where you were at. Yeah. 
Uh, and and so anyway, those were my favorite days. But let me just uh, hone in on this a minute. I mentioned when I had solitude on this morning, it was seven degrees at 1030 in the morning on Thursday. And uh, Matt Johnson was telling us from the KSO Weather Center that for the next seven to 10 days, we'll we'll get within 10 degrees of the normal, but we're still going to be at least 10 degrees below it. So it's possible since we're ahead in the snow, it's possible we're going to get ice quicker, too. Yeah, absolutely. That that is exactly what I'm considering with what we're doing. But I want to tell anglers out there that you can have both extremes, and I think you articulated it very well, the best and the worst. So if you're going to get the best, you're going to have to gamble a bit. But long as you take warm clothes and you consider the idea that we might not get a fish today, it is so worth it to get out because the fishing is red hot. The fish aren't stupid, and they know winter is coming, and they know the calories are going to be reduced radically, reduced so much that they're just feeding like a frenzy right now. So the temperatures are good in the midday. No more getting up early or waiting till the evening to go fishing. They're good all day long. So if you can get access to a fishery, now is when you want to do it. All right, that's perfect. And that will lead us up into uh, the news at the top of the hour here. On the other side, looking forward to talking with Craig Walker. Uh, and we're going to talk about, since we're talking about fisheries and talking about reservoirs, some of the money, some of the work, I think there's like $1.2 or $1.3 million that uh, is available out there to do some infrastructure work that's going to help uh, boaters and fishermen out there. We'll share it with you next as we get into hour number two of this week's Stay With Us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.